hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otterville. And now, today's word. I am doing part two of my message, which I started last week, titled Lost and Found. Lost and Found. This is part two. And the subtitle is Lost Coin. Lost Coin. Last week, we talked about the lost sheep. And it's all part of our theme for the year, if you look at our uh, backdrop design, we have the lost sheep and we have the lost coin also represented. So we go to the book of Luke and chapter 15 and verses 8 to 10. Luke chapter 15 verses 8 to 10. Or what woman having ten silver coins... If she loses one, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it. And when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I lost. Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. This parable carries about the same message as the first one of the lost sheep. But there are two levels of uh, intensity with this second one uh, that differentiate it slightly from the first one of the lost sheep. In the, in the first parable, it is uh, one lost sheep out of a hundred. One lost sheep out of a hundred. Uh, and in this one is one lost coin out of ten. I mean, taking one out of hundred is less severe uh, than taking one out of ten. One of ten is a higher representation. That is one-tenth, whereas the other one is one-hundredth. So there is a higher uh, intensity with this. And uh, the second difference is in the earlier parable of the lost sheep, Jesus did not talk about the process that the shepherd went through to recover his sheep. The Bibles just say that he went and searched until he found. But this one talks about the specific steps that the woman took to recover her coin, and, and I will be elaborating on it uh, in my message for today. So those are the two little differences just from the start. The parable says that the woman lost a silver coin. A silver coin in the Greek is drachme. It literally means a piece of silver. A piece of silver. So it may not necessarily have been a round coin. It's just a piece of silver. And uh, the Greek used the silver coin, the drachme, the Romans used what is called the denarius. The denarius and the drachme were about the same value. And the passage shows us that this silver coin uh, was both small in size 
and small in value. It was small in size. It was small in value. And that's why we get to know the woman was a poor woman. Because a silver coin in the days of Jesus weighed about three grams. Three grams of silver. I took the liberty to check silver prices uh, in the, on the world market. And three grams of silver today is approximately about $3. Three grams of silver is about, yes, one gram. Three grams of silver is about $3. $3. Three grams of silver is about $3. All right. Now, if you compute it uh, in Ghana's cities, uh, then uh, that will be about, depending on the gymnastics of the city, I will put it comfortably, uh, probably uh, 36 cities. So a silver coin, a silver coin in the days of, uh, of this woman, uh, if you brought it to our day, one coin would be about 36 cities. 36 cities. So a coin valued at 36 cities. And she had 10 of it. So if you multiply 36 by 10, that, all the 10 coins in today's value will be about 360 cities. So that's not too much money. But it meant a lot for her because it was her life savings. This is all that she has saved for her life. We are not told how old she is, but 360 cities as your life savings is not impressive. I mean, I, I think all of you have more than 360 cities as your life savings. Some of it, you use it just for ice cream. But she had 360 cities as her life savings represented in 10 coins. So anything she loses, although in our sight may not be much, for her, it is everything. It's what she's worked for and the little that she has saved. So this is very, very precious to the woman. It's very expensive for her. It's precious for her. And she loses one of those coins. And that is what this parable is all about. Losing something very, very valuable to you. That seems small to others, but very, very valuable to you. And the passage says that this coin was lost in the context that it is used the word lost means it would to fall out of place it was not where it was supposed to be she kept it somewhere and it was not there now there are many theories as to where she was hiding her 10 silver coins some say that she wore it as a necklace. And others say that she wore it around her head as a head covering decoration. And others say she stored it in a secret place. I prefer that because I feel that if she wore it as a necklace, uh, if your necklace tears, 
you don't get one coin falling off. All, all the ten will follow. So she didn't lose all the ten. She lost one. So they were in a place together. And somehow she went and, and one was not there. One coin was not there. Somebody will say, it doesn't matter. But it mattered for her. It was very valuable for her. So it was lost. It was not where it's supposed to be. It has fallen out of the place. The sheep that we talked about last week was lost because it chose to go away. It went astray. It acted on its own. But a coin does not walk. Coin does not have a brain. So this coin is lost. We're not sure whether it's a woman's fault or a thief came to steal or something in the room knocked it off, but it was lost. And it was not lost willfully. It was lost because it was just lost. And the thing about life is that sometimes things get lost. People get lost. And you can't even find the reason why they are lost. They are just lost. And that's the case with this coin. It just got lost. The interesting thing about this coin is that it got lost at home. The lost sheep was lost in the field outside. This coin got lost at home. At home, under the supervision of the woman, it got lost. And what the Bible is using this parable to teach us is that there are certain times people get lost because they go astray, they leave, they, they go outside and mess their lives up. But sometimes people can get lost right at home under the supervision of parents. And everybody who has been a parent understands this. You can be at home with your children. Think you have them under control. Think there is discipline. And believe that they are the best people. And still find that their heart has departed from God. They've turned away from the Lord. And they are lost. And that's what happened to this coin. It was at home it had not gone outside. It was right there in the home, in the house, and lost. And may I suggest to you that there are many Christian children in Christian homes who are getting lost at home. You may think your children are the most brilliant, the smartest. They love God. They come to church with you. And sometimes you don't know how sin finds them. Because these days there is something called the internet. It doesn't wait for you to go outside. It brings the outside to the home. And a person who is supposedly very obedient can easily be lost. Because they are finding all kinds of things. And participating in all kinds of lifestyles. This coin was lost at home. Secondly, it was lost in the dark. In a dark place. A place where it couldn't be seen. In a dark place. And the reason it is dark in the room is not necessarily because 
It is night outside. It could be, but that's not really what the story is about. In the days of Jesus Christ, poor people like this woman lived in windowless rooms. Their rooms have no window. So although there may be light outside, it will be dark inside. And so because there is no window, the coin falls and she can't see it. Darkness. When people fall in darkness. And we can't see it. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, parents can't see. All of us who are older have been young before. And we know things we did that our parents didn't see. They thought we were the smartest, the most obedient, but we were in the dark. And may I suggest to you parents, you may think your children are the most religious, the most spiritual, but you may be shocked that right at home, they are in the dark. They are in the dark. And there are a lot of children like that. These days, your kids can order things from their phone at home and it will be brought to them at home. And you will see your children chewing biscuit. And you say, oh, my son just likes biscuit. You have no idea it's a herbal biscuit. And the herbs we are talking about is not cauliflower. It's not spinach. And it's happening right in your house. The order comes to your house. The drugs are coming to you in your house, but you are in the dark. And there's so many things happening. And children are being lost. Husbands are being lost. Wives are being lost right before our homes. At home. Wives are losing their husbands. They're at home, but in the dark. They spend all their time on the internet, on pornography. You can't see it. And it's happening to the women too. That's what is, this parable is about. A coin, precious coin, lost at home, not out there. You know, when it gets lost out there, it's easier for you to know it is lost than when it is lost inside. His parents are losing their children. Husbands are losing their wives and they don't know. They are in the dark. Wives are losing their husbands and they don't know. They're still calling each other honey, babes, honey, babes, honey, but they're gone. Someone says, my husband comes home every day, comes home. I don't even know when he had the time to do that. Lost at home. Lost at home. I'm not saying go and suspect your husband or your wife. I'm just saying that sometimes people get lost at home, especially children. Christian children are getting lost at home. They come to church, they sing with you, but their heart is not for God again. Somebody has hooked them somewhere and they're just going through the motions of obedience and being a good boy, but their heart is no longer with God. This was lost at home. It was lost in the dark. 
and it was lost amongst other items. It wasn't like the room was clear, there was not nothing in the room, and, and, and the coin just falls down, and, and, and so you can find it. But it's lost amongst other items. That's the most dangerous thing. I don't know whether it's ever happened to you. You know, sometimes you are at home, maybe uh, in, in Ghana, we don't deal with coins, you know, much. But, you know, sometimes you're holding something in your hand, you know, working on something, uh, jewelry, and, and then it falls from your hand. I don't know whether it happened. But, and when it falls, you hear it fall. And in your mind, it fell here. You look there and it's not there. Because the thing has rolled to another corner. In your mind, you think, oh, it fell here. I can find it. You go to look for it and it's hidden somewhere. So that's what happened to this coin. This woman heard the coin fall or probably discovered it. But she looks around and it's not in open view. It's in the dark. And it's hidden amongst other things. How do you recover a person who is lost? A child, a friend, a spouse, somebody you know who is lost. And you know it that they are lost. But they are so close to you. You love them. And they seem to be okay. But they are not okay. Because somehow Satan has gotten to them. So we're going to watch this woman and what she did. And we're going to learn from her how to look for the lost at home. How do we look for people who are lost, who are at home? This is where the details of what she did comes through. The first thing the Bible says is that she lit a lamp. She turned on the light. You cannot find what is lost. When you are in the dark, you are in the dark. The lost item is also in the dark. Turn on the light. So she turned on the light. She lit a lamp. What does that mean for us to light, turn on the light? It means to be guided by God's word and God's spirit. God's word is our light. His spirit is our guide. And when we walk in the light of God's word, things become clear to us. That means that we, the people who are trying to help those who are lost, must not be in the dark. We must be in the light. So, for example, if you are a parent, you are a father, and you are chasing girls, and your child is lost, you cannot go in your lost state yourself to go and look for the lost. You have to turn on the light. You have to come, bring yourself in alignment to the word of God. Straighten your life so you can go help your children to straighten their lives. Because sometimes parents think, oh, I can live my own life, but you cannot live yours. What hypocrisy is that? We have to turn on the light. We have to bring ourselves in alignment with God's word. We have to live the way God wants us to live. Guide our lives by his spirit. So that we can go look for the lost ones. 
But if we are in the dark, and they are in the dark, we cannot rescue them. And we need Christian parents to be Christian parents. You cannot tell your children to lie all the time. And expect that when you ask them a question, they will tell you the truth. Somebody's calling. And she comes and says, Mommy, you have a call. You say, tell her I'm not here. And then you expect that when you ask her, are you smoking weed? She'll say, yes, Mommy, I smoke weed. Yes, please, I do. I understand the complexity of life. Sometimes you don't want to respond to a call. But don't lie. Don't lie. When it comes to your children, you have to tell the truth. Because if you show them how to lie to avoid responsibility, they will lie to you to avoid responsibility. So we have to come into the light. And when we come into the light, we can now use the light to go and look for the coin that is lost in our room, in our home. We start by aligning ourselves with the light of God's word and his spirit. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebill, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebill. Email otebill at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.